So Christmas is really the execution of a three-pronged operation. Defeat Satan, rescue his people, making peace between him and sinful man. Welcome to The Fox Den with Terry Fox. Greetings, everyone, and thanks for joining me in The Fox Den. As I record this episode, Christmas of 2020 is just around the corner. So this is going to be a Christmas-ish episode. But if you're listening to this episode after Christmas of 2020, it still applies. But I'm going to record this with Christmas in mind. When I was growing up, Christmas was a big deal. I mean, let's face it, Christmas is a big deal to any kid. How can it not be? You wake up in the morning, there's tons of presents to open, and then you have toys to play with for the remainder of the day. There's usually lots of food during the day and stockings filled with sweet treats. Any kid would be looking forward to that day. Like most of you, I have lots of memories about Christmas morning from my childhood. And I don't want to take away from those times. That was a lot of fun. However, Christmas is more than just opening gifts on Christmas morning. And as Christians, we know that Christmas is really about celebrating the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. But even that misses the mark. So to really capture the heart of Christmas, we're going to go all the way back to Genesis 3.15. Now, I've talked about this in several of my episodes already, but I need to recap this for this episode. But we know that in Genesis chapter 1, God created all things. Genesis chapter 2 focuses on the creation of man. And in Genesis 2, God places Adam in the garden, gives him the responsibility to care for the garden, and he gives him one rule. And that's basically, don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then he says, in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. We know in Genesis 3, 6 that Adam eats the forbidden fruit, and this is the fall of mankind. But look at what God says in Genesis 3, 15. Now, in that verse, God is cursing the serpent. So if you remember, in Genesis 3, the serpent, who is Satan, tempts Eve. She eats the fruit she gives to Adam. He eats the fruit. That's the death of mankind. Or I should say, that's the fall of mankind. Adam earned death by eating the forbidden fruit. And in Genesis 3.15, he promises the seed of the woman is going to defeat the serpent. This is part one of the Christmas story. So part two of the Christmas story is the rescue of God's people. So in Genesis 3.15, really, that is a promise of the coming of Christ. Or, as we often say, that's the first mention of the gospel. But notice that the real promise is not necessarily the rescue of sinners. The real promise is the defeat of Satan. We see in Genesis 3.15 the first mention of the mission, the mission to defeat Satan and the mission to rescue God's people. And we catch hints throughout the whole Old Testament that Jesus is coming. For example, in Genesis 22, when God calls Abraham to offer Isaac, that's an actual historic event. Abraham actually took his son to sacrifice him because God called him to do that. And just before he plunged the knife into his son, God actually provided a ram. And that event is pointing forward to Jesus. Or in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, we see the prophecy of a child to be born, a child to be given. And the word given should remind you of John 3.16, where John tells us that God gave his only son. So we see the promise of Christ in Genesis 3.15. We see God continuing to tell us that Jesus is coming throughout the whole Old Testament. 
And then in the four Gospels, we see the coming of Christ. And what is the significance of the birth of Jesus? Well, one, it is the coming of Jesus to defeat Satan. But two, it's also proof that God became a man. John tells us that in John chapter 1, where we know that Jesus is the Word and he became flesh, meaning God became a man. So this should encourage us in in a lot of different ways. Yes, as believers, we, we know that Jesus came, he was born, and he grew into a man, he died on the cross. That provides us with a great deal of encouragement, knowing that our sins are forgiven in Christ. But it also tells us that God keeps his promise. He made a promise in Genesis 3.15. He continued to tell us he was going to fulfill that promise. And with the birth of Jesus, he kept the promise. But the fact that Jesus even came and was born of a man was a sign that God's call to defeat Satan was at hand. God's offensive against Satan was always underway. But now it's as if the invasion had just begun. God came to defeat Satan. Now, to some degree, we can see the coming of Jesus as a rescue mission. Certainly, Jesus came to save God's people. But I think there's something bigger at stake here. The coming of Jesus was a statement of peace. Now, who was the one who initiated the peace between God and man? Well, it was God. So, not only did God promise to defeat Satan in Genesis 3.15, God promised to make peace between himself and sinful man. You see, Christmas is more than just the birth of Jesus. Quite frankly, it's a military operation where God came to defeat his enemy and rescue his people. And it was a peacemaking mission. God took the initiative to make peace with sinful man. And the coming of Jesus was necessary for this three-pronged mission. We see that God came to defeat his enemy, rescue his people, and make peace with sinful man. Do you recognize the marvelous grace of God in this? We tend to see ourselves as wanting to reconcile with him, and he's just up in heaven being stubborn. He's mad at us, and if we can maybe talk nicely to him, or do some nice things, then then he'll not be so angry. But we have it backwards. We're the ones who hate him. And the birth of Jesus is evidence that God came to reconcile us to himself. The birth of Lord Jesus Christ is evidence of God's grace. That's actually the point of John 3.16. God loved the world in this way. He gave his only son. We tend to stress that so as if it talks about the depth of God's love, as if he loved the, the world so much, but that so in the original language means in this manner. So really what John 3.16 is saying is, this is how God loved the world. He gave his son. Again, I think God gets a bad rap. We tend to look at God as if he's a big meanie. We're the nice guys. But that's a terrible distortion. We're actually the big meanies. God's the one who took the initiative to defeat our enemy, not just his enemy. Satan is our enemy. To rescue his people and to make peace with sinful man. The grace of God is astonishing. So Christmas is really the execution of a three-pronged operation. Defeat Satan, rescue his people, making peace between him and sinful man. So why is this important? Well, first, I think it, it sets Christmas up in the proper perspective. It reminds us that Christmas is more than just the birth of Jesus. 
and I think it gives us a more comprehensive view of the coming of Christ. It's also important because God promised he's going to win, and he cannot lie. I also think it softens our hearts. You realize that God doesn't owe us anything other than condemnation. He doesn't owe us a chance to heaven. He wasn't obligated to come to earth to rescue us. He was obligated by his own promise, but not because of who we are. But when we see that God came because of his own love, grace, and mercy, our hearts are softened. And what happens when our hearts are softened, our love and devotion to him grow. It reminds us that God is the one who took the initiative to make peace between him and us. Again, we tend to think that it's us who made the first move to make peace with him. No, he made a promise a long time ago, all the way back in Genesis 3.15. Quite frankly, he made that promise in eternity. But we see all the way back there in Genesis 3.15 that God initiated the plan. And he did that when he cursed the serpent, who is Satan. So here's my assignment for you. Take some time to memorize Genesis 3.15. And I want you to see the context in which that verse takes place. And remember it in that context. God is cursing the serpent. And he's promising that he is going to defeat the serpent. So here's one of the reasons why I'm going to recommend that you memorize Genesis 3.15. There are going to be times in your life when you're going to feel like the devil's getting the best of you. And this is a great verse to go back to, to remember that God promised the serpent, who is Satan, that he's going to defeat him. So when you feel like you're getting beat up by the devil, just remember that God isn't done. He has defeated Satan at the cross, at the resurrection. He's going to defeat Satan in the future. And then also memorize 2 Corinthians 5.18. And there Paul reminds us that it is God himself who reconciled you to himself through Jesus Christ. So in the Christmas of 2020, or future Christmases, remember that it's really a celebration of a three-pronged operation. Jesus came to defeat Satan. Jesus came to rescue God's people. Jesus came to make peace between God and sinners. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. You can find this podcast on several different apps. If you like what I do, please leave a positive review. And please share or tell others about The Fox Den. Also, check out thefoxdenjournal.com to find articles and other resources. Thanks for listening. 